0: So I was happy to see that the NFL is changing their mind on a particular issue. But I'm still very cynical of how it's going to end up. So the NFL wrote the Players Association offering to work in tandem to study the potential use of marijuana as pain management for players as opposed to pumping them full of painkillers, which we have seen. And how addictive that can be and how that could lead to really bad things as opposed to many NFL players that believe that smoking marijuana or or any sort of form of it helps them manage their pain a lot better. And it's not nearly as addictive or addictive at all, depending on who you speak with.
3: Right. So,
0: sure, this is good. This is the first sign. The reason why it's good is it's the Mm -hmm. first sign that the NFL is willing to take a deeper look at this. But do you really need to investigate this at this point with all the information that's already out there? Do you need to have your own study so you can delve deep with your own doctors that will be pushing your own agenda? I mean, that's the stuff with the NFL that really bothers me is the fact that you've got always, whether it's their concussion stuff, or it's this, or it's studying into off-the-field issues with players. They send their own gaggle of people out there to look at stuff to eventually come up with the outcome that they want to come up with. And I never feel like it's some sort of independent deal. I think that they're going to go into this thinking, okay, this is what we eventually want to end up with. And I do think there's a real good chance that this is just a PR thing where they'll look into it and then come back and say, hey, look, we looked into this already, but we're still going to suspend players for testing positive for marijuana. Right.
4: They're trying to give themselves, provide themselves some cover. But I would agree with 100% or 50% of what you said because they are going to join the already research being done by the NFLPA. And the NFLPA has come out and said there should be the rules and, and the punishment should be amended. And so the fact that, The PA has already been going down this road. They've been doing their own research, and now the NFL is going to join them in their efforts to find more information out about uh, marijuana being used as a pain reliever. That gives me hope that the, the, the NFL will not come out and do what they did with their concussion research many, many uh, decades moons ago. Moons ago. No, no, no. Decades ago. Many, many no, 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 no. Ago. No, we only saved the moons for, for our <laughs> boy down in where the hell he was. See,
0: that actually scares me a little bit more, though, that they're joining. Because it almost seems like, well, listen, the NFLPA is going to come back with a ruling on this. They're going to give us information that is going to benefit the players and not think about our side of things. So let's join it to balance it out a little bit to make sure that they don't try to embarrass us with this. Because that's probably what they're thinking, that the NFLPA will come back and say, this is how silly it is that the NFL's suspending players for marijuana because of this, 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 and this. And what a joke. So they're like, oh, let's soften the blow by sending our guys in there, too, to make sure that we have we can control the narrative a little bit. And I wouldn't normally be this cynical about something that, when reading the details mm-hmm. here— but it because it's the NFL and their right. track record with things like this they're only concerned about how they right. look right. That's
4: it. I hear you. Yeah, they want to protect the brand. They've always done a great job of protecting the shield. Uh, but the PA is the lead dog here. And so the PA they is going to be. They, they, they're going to still be the lead dog. And they're going to have the same information that the league's going to have. So if the PA comes out and says, well, our research shows this, this, and this, and the NFL comes out, which is now part of the same research team, they come out and say something totally different. You know, somebody's lying. Uh, and so now you you still while you try to put a, a, a paint a pretty picture if you're the NFL and, and say well see we were right it didn't uh, the studies show that it's not uh, th- that uh, it, it doesn't provide an alternative to pain medication the PA can shoot back and said no that's wrong that's not what uh, we were able to to find and ascertain from our research so uh, now you have these two butting heads and and I always said why is the NFL in the business of meeting out punishment for recreational drugs. You're not a babysitter. I mean, if it affects the guy's performance, if they're committing crimes, and I guess they still look at it as as something criminal, even though you have all these states that have legalized marijuana from a medical standpoint, from a recreational standpoint, why are you still in this business? And it is way too punitive. That's why you have Jerry Jones out there, of course. He may not be uh, the perfect voice considering all the players who have issues on his roster with it, Uh, but the NFL should not be in his business.
0: And even though it's very, very easy to avoid getting suspended by the NFL for smoking weed, and the smart ones can make sure that they're never in that situation, Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a situation at all. The NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, they don't care about this stuff at all. And you're seeing guys like... Martavis Bryant miss full seasons Mm -hmm. and sit in rehab next to people who are overdosing on heroin to talk about his weed addiction. And someone actually died.
4: Yes. And Martavis Bryant gave a very illuminating interview, if you haven't seen this, about a week ago, and he just talked about all the issues he was dealing with, why he resorted to numbing himself, medicating himself, if you will. I mean, the the guy basically had to raise his brothers and sisters at a very young age. A lot was heaped upon his shoulders, not making excuses for him, but I'm just telling you what he's had to deal with. And, and, And so here's a man trying to overcome those situations and he's using marijuana nothing uh harsher or or more (laughs) detrimental than that and 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 that's it and 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 so he's smoking and he's not passing drug tests. he's not going out committing crimes per
0: se that's all he's doing Uh, and and yet you want to suspend him for a whole year yeah and think about this for something that is legal in several states now if martavis bryant fails another test for smoking weed, he may be done in the NFL yeah. forever. I mean, it's just this shouldn't be happening any longer. And it's not because of performance. Yeah. I, 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 you were there. Uh, was
4: he missing practices? Was he you know, not showing up to meetings? Was he not performing on the field? He was performing.
0: No, he definitely was. And I was only there for a little bit of time mm-hmm. when, when he was there, but I never saw anything that was an issue other than this, the fact that he's missing games. And, and it is still stupid to miss games in the NFL for failing a drug test because, as we've said many, many times, there is one street drug test a year. So you have to make sure that you are clean for that test. After that test, you will not be tested again for the rest of the season. The second that you pee in that cup, after that you could smoke as much weed as you wanted every single day if you chose to, and you would never get caught, at least by the NFL. You know
4: what? But I, I don't know what the protocol is now, but they did change the rules once I was transitioning out of the league, and there were random tests right after uh, the last minicamp. So I do recall that because prior to that, it was always during mini camp. You knew what day they were coming. You are correct. And you'd go through it, and that was it. But they did start changing the
0: rules later on. Yeah, I think it's still the one. As far as I know, when guys were still playing and I asked them, it was just the one right around, right before training camp. And then that was it. So you really have to screw up to be able to put yourself in that situation. Well, some
4: people are screwed up. but I mean, you listen to that Bryant story. You listen to other folks. They are screwed up and as far as uh, – Internally, things they're dealing with, uh, things they've had to to witness and experience at a younger age, and now you, you've got a way uh, to medicate yourself all the damn time with a pocket full of money. Uh, so, can we get to the bottom of that? Uh, we've been having this—I I and others have having conversation, you know, uh, about uh, how we are now addressing this opioid and heroin addiction that's that's uh, overtaken our, our nation in a totally different manner in which we dealt with the crack epidemic. Crack epidemic, hey, let's build m- new prisons, opioids, heroin, addiction. Let's get people some rehab, get them in rehab, get them some help. So uh, it's an interesting conversation, and it's evolved
0: uh, over the years, and, and, and it's not all black and white. There was a fan forum on CTE that involved some players and Roger Goodell, and it is funny to me that you have a fan forum on this because fans, I don't believe, care about CTE in players. I don't think they care about injuries in players. I don't think they have any sort of personal feelings towards players who are suffering. They might look and say, oh, that's sad that that happened. But generally, NFL fans are there to watch their team win, and whoever can help them win, that's great. And they move on from that. Now, if you want to tell me that the NFL is doing these fan forums because they want to make sure that Younger kids are still enrolled in youth football, so down the road you still have as many good players to choose from as you do now. Okay, I can understand it, but generally fans, I don't really think think about this as much. So Jamal Adams, who is just drafted in the first round, top ten pick by the New York Jets, was talking about this issue, sitting next to Roger Goodell, the CTE Fan Forum, and he just decided to unleash this quote.
3: I'm all about making the game safer, but uh, as a defensive player, (laughs) you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it, but I get it, Um, but, you know, again, you know, I can speak for a lot of guys that play the game, Um, you know, we live and breathe, and this is what, this is what we're so passionate about, Um, literally, I would, if I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. I would be at peace. Literally, I would be at peace, and and that's not a, that's not a lie. Like, you, it's so much sacrifice that we go through um, as a team, and just just connecting as one and winning ball games It's nothing like playing the game of football. Um, but again, I. I'm all about making the game safer. That's all I can say about
0: it. <laughs> I'm all about making the game safer. Let me somehow back out of this. I don't like
4: it. Right. I don't like that it's
0: becoming safer, but I'm, I'm but I'm all, all about, about, it. about it. Yeah, right, right. I'm, I'm neck deep in this CTE quagmire now. Let me see if I can pull if, myself out, if out if of If he
4: couched it a, a different way and, and just basically prefaced it with, I'm speaking for me and no one else. And I understand what's going on, what's ongoing now with CTE and those who have succumbed uh, to this very uh, debilitating uh, disease. And, and I, I I know what has happened to those that have come before me. Uh, but me personally, uh, I love the game so much. I have so much passion for the game. My father, of course, played it. And, and, and so I, for me, this would be the perfect place for me to to uh, to die. If he just kept it there, uh, maybe there would not wouldn't be as much backlash. But you've seen those who've come out that have lost loved ones, uh, who are representing those who have taken their own lives uh, as a result of, of CTE. And you have current players who've been in the league a long time, like a Martellus Bennett, uh, that have uh, pushed back. Uh, against those comments as well. So uh, he was speaking about his passion. I understand uh, what he was trying to say, but
0: as I always say, if it's not said right, it's not heard right. Morris Claiborne also said the same thing. A lot of people don't believe me when I say this, also a a Jets corner. Um, also LSU Tiger. That's right. Yeah, both those got a lot in common here. They all want to die, and they all want to LSU. <laughs> uh, this is this is my life. This is what I do. I give it all. I would die out there if I was concussed that bad, where they say you can't go back out there, or you potentially lose your life. I got to go. I got to go play. I got to go play. End quote. Uh, it, it seems a little extreme to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot easier to say that than to actually live that moment where you say you could go out there and die. Are you Are going to go? I mean, when you're totally healthy talking to Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News, it's easy to say that. When you're completely a mess from a hit and someone says yep. you could either go out there and die or stay here, we'll see what decision you make at that point, and also, you know, when you say the perfect place to die is on the field, I don't think Jamal Adams thinks about truly how tragic that would be Mm -hmm. as a young man. If he's still playing football, he's going to be chances are 35 or younger, unless he plays past 35, 36, 35 or younger, he's going to die? Now, I don't know his family situation. That's not a perfect place to die. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 hyperbole. It's it's big worries because he loves the game. But let's really think about that for a minute. You understand your family, whoever, you know, his mother, father, uncle, If he, I don't know if he's got a wife now or what. I don't know. But all the people in his life, how devastated they would be. Perfect place to die. It would be the worst possible place to die. You want to be able to live a long life. And maybe yeah. because he's so young, he doesn't quite grasp True. that that's it. whole thing. That's it. But seriously, you got to figure this out. I mean, take a step back and understand what you're saying.
4: Yeah, and, and that's the, the point Martellus Bennett was was saying. Hey, you know, this young man hopefully can find a higher calling, if you will, in, in this football Uh, It's great. And and as Aaron Taylor, my colleague over at CBS Sports, likes to say, you're going to be a retired player longer than you're a current player. So uh, there are going to be things hopefully you can enjoy after the game is over. Yes, it's hard transitioning uh, from doing something you've done since you was a wee-wee tot, uh, but that's just part of the game. You have to figure that out. So um, it is useful. Uh, uh, exuberance here and and he will understand that moving forward that uh, yeah hopefully you can have a lengthy long career and you can stay relatively healthy but uh, after football uh, maybe you can find similar satisfaction will it always meet meet will you always be able to uh, get the same satisfaction in something else as you did out of this game no that's never going to happen but, for, yeah, sorry. But but at least you, you can transition to something where you you, you can
0: find a, a different type of passion. And for those who said how stupid was it for him to say that next to Roger Goodell, are you kidding me? Roger mm-hmm. Goodell probably loved that. Yes. Do you think that Roger Goodell had a problem with that? No. Roger Goodell needs more Jamal Adams out there for his league to retain its current status in the sports mm-hmm. world. What do you I mean, if Jamal Adams set up there publicly, I'm scared to death of what's going to happen to me and I'm considering only playing a couple of years in the NFL, making some money and leaving. Yeah. And I wish I would have started mm. earlier with another sport, that's when Roger Goodell would have he said, I might die right here. Yeah. That's <laughs> So say, <laughs> And I've heard that take several times. It's, oh, how silly could you say it right in front of Roger Goodell? That's the worst thing he wants to hear. No, he, you kidding me? <laughs> that's like it's saying, hey, general, I want to go out there and I want to make sure that I die out there on the right, battlefield. Right. And the general going, no, 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 that's not what we want. No, it's exactly what you that's want.
4: exactly what he wants to hear. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, so
4: he'll be part of the uh NFL team once he... Retires? Yes. Hey, we
0: got a job for you already. Here's a little Roger Goodell spin for you, if you're uh, you're ready for that from the same fan forum.
4: With all due respect, uh, you know, let's just try to stay with statistics.
3: The average NFL player lives five years longer than you uh, on average. So their lifespan is actually longer and healthier.
0: Well, I mean, that you can, it's one of these things, go back to the marijuana thing. You can take numbers and spin them wherever way you want. That doesn't mean that there isn't a problem. That may be true, but there's also a problem with many players who might have had normal brains, but then played the game and right, don't. Right. So that's the stuff that scares me about the NFL. Let's search and search and search and search and search and search to find one thing that makes everything okay. Right. Something
4: that fits our agenda and, and our, our talking points. Uh, uh, you know, and, and and repeat that. So that is true. And, and you know, the CTE, it's scary as hell. And you know, but. Everyone, just like any other thing, you know, it it just depends on what what our anatomy is
0: more predisposed to. And it's also, and I don't know if there was a follow-up at this point, but we're not talking about NFL players dying early. Yes, there's been several high-profile suicides, but that's not the issue. It's the guys who are living with this that is the problem. You know, the Tony Dorsets that are living with this the Jim McMahons who are living with this. You know, that's the issue. Not so much of the, every every NFL player is dying at a young age. So that's just a stat that really doesn't fit what we're even talking about right now.
4: True. And what you get in the spin mode and you've been talking about this conversation as long as the commissioner has and and the, the fact that it uh, wasn't him per se, but those who sat in that chair, that commissioner chair prior to him, uh, that – Held all that information close to the vest, didn't disclose it, so uh,
0: they're going to be defensive anytime they talk about it. Coming up next, a Brian Jones buddy making news. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones, Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. This is my new makes me happy immediately when I hear it song. <laughs> it's got Pharrell in it. It's got Big Sean in it. Katy Perry. There's Pharrell. Has who again now? Pharrell. Okay. Big Sean. Katy
4: Perry. Oh, yeah, I've seen this video. Carlos Delgado. (laughs) Joe Carter. (laughs) Joe Carter. (laughs) So, this is your happy song? Currently,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see what's my happy song. Hmm. Everybody hates Despacito now. It's gotten to the point where it's been so overplayed. All right, of course. It always happens. It really is a shame that these great songs get crushed well, in such a short amount of time, and everybody can't stand them. You know? You should spread it out a little bit. Don't play it on the radio so much. Well,
4: it, it, when, when it hits, people want to hear it all the time, and then when they hear it all the time, they're
0: sick of it. Yeah. That's just how we are. I don't like it. Confused. Yeah, the two You're going to get sick of this one. Probably at some yeah. point. Well, there's there's a couple of songs that I like so much I don't get sick of as long as I don't listen to them every day. Okay. There was one from two summers ago, "Lean On." That um, was it. Major Laser mm. was it a Major Laser? Lean On. Well, that was Major. That was that one. I'm not sick. Of. If I still listen to it, I I love it. But the two songs right now I always play back to back when I'm feeling good mm-hmm. on the, just get on the boat jam, jamming is yeah. that and then the French Montana. Unforgettable. Are oh, you digging
4: him? Unforgettable. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mask off, Kendrick Lamar remix, and hmm, love Kendrick Lamar. I forget the, the the lady that sings on it with him, but that's a damn good one. I know you just
0: played the Unforgettable, but just hit the beginning. Yeah, just play it, it man. Come on, we're we gonna get him happy. Just, well, well, no, I already am. No, I just no, heard the other but now I need to hear those steel all. drums. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. I will dispute that line, though, that a good time never hurt nobody. Yeah, it can hurt. It hurt, yeah. (laughs) I will dispute that line. Yeah, it hurt a little this weekend. I feel like lives have been ruined over a good time. Uh, Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) You know? I mean, it's just that actually, I I believe the direct opposite of that statement. I could not uh, disagree with that statement more. Good
4: time. If you're having too much of a good time, yeah, it could become a bad time. Speaking
0: of a. <laughs> well, what a perfectly timed drop that was.
4: Well,
0: uh, speaking okay. of a good time, Bogus is having a barbecue this weekend. Yeah. How about oh, that? Damn, I ain't get the invite. You're not going to be here.
2: We discussed this last week. I oh, okay. didn't even waste one on you. Wow. Yep, he's not going to oh, be Oh, that's in right. Area. I was
4: supposed to be at the domino table in the corner. Exactly. And and basically, I was supposed to be like a lawn
0: jockey or something, right? Wow. Uh, for, your, for your... Not a lawn jockey. That would have been one hell of a move. <laughs> if Bogus invited you to the house to be a lawn jockey. <laughs> that certainly would be something that I think even the papers would pick up. Yeah. In this <laughs> racially charged environment in which we live. Can you roll live. cigars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... that's def- you, you definitely look more Latin with your look in the glasses. Yeah. than you do black. I, I'll
4: man the margarita machine. Yeah. How about that? That's yeah. funny. It reminds me of a story and not a good story, but a, a, a friend passed and, and I was one of Thanks for maybe, sucking the air here got it, you're laughing gets, about how you gets, look
0: like a distinguished Dominican you're talking
4: about your dead friend. <laughs> it gets better and so I'm <laughs> Is the only, he alive now? Only only brother <laughs> <laughs> in in the in the circle of friends and so one of the Caucasian females in the circle friends calls me up and asks me if I would be okay with parking cars at the <laughs> week. <way. laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Bitch, if you don't get off my phone,
0: <laughs> That's park <horrible>. cars.
4: <laughs> Ask me to park cars. Yeah. Man. Yeah. With a straight face. <laughs> How old were you? Uh this is hmm... wow, this was two thousand three?
0: 2002, okay. somewhere around so there. you already played in the NFL? Yeah, all
4: the- that, yeah. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, with well, two-part cars <laughs> at the way for so-and-so. That is unbelievable. Welcome to my world. We have to give Brian a new distinguished Latin name. Because hmm. of the glasses? Yeah, f- and the look today. Yeah. Oh. Just the whole look with the pants and everything. My uh, man
4: tucking reds.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking Javier. Javi. No. Javi. I like yeah. Javi. I don't like that. <laughs> like Bernardo. <laughs> ben- Bernardo. <laughs>
4: well, maybe if it was a little softer voice saying it, that's your deep voice. Bernardo. <laughs> Bernardo. Bu- Diego. <laughs> ah, I like
0: Diego. Yeah. Diego. Martin. Martin. Santiago. Esteban. <laughs> Esteban, <laughs> yeah. Esteban. Esteban. All right, now, all right. Esteban's a good one. What about a <laughs> yeah. last name? Suarez?
4: Esteban. Jones. <laughs>
0: Honest. Jones. <So, yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Esteban Jones. Esteban Jones. This is my Haitian name. No, 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 no. Yeah. I got it.
4: Esteban Bela
0: What? what? Bela Belaguer, yeah. What the, what is that? Belaguer
4: is that a is this Dominican
0: uh, last name.
4: Belaguer, yes. Belaguer, yeah. Esteban, Esteban Belaguer,
0: Bela Bela yes. Bela <laughs> you Bela should. Bela you really should go a night on the town as that person. Esteban, yeah. With well, the glasses, thinks, of, they think I'm Dominican. Do Especially
4: when I'm over here till I open my mouth. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, if I could speak just a little bit better Spanish, I would do that.
0: Uh, Esteban a <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, Former Tiger slugger. Yeah. Esteban Belaguer. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you could definitely pull that off. Yeah. I'm going to do that. My yeah. new alter ego, yeah. Esteban yeah. Belaguer.
0: Like, yeah. uh, a very good year back in <laughs>
4: 1988. <laughs> Three I didn't need that stuff. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, Fifty-two mm-hmm. home runs. Yeah. Yes. Look <laughs> it up on the Google. <laughs> yes. Oh, not that Google. No, 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 not that Google. The other one. <laughs> the <laughs> other Google. L <laughs> L-Goog- Google. L Google. L <laughs> Google. L <laughs> Google. Uh.
0: If you'd like to see what Brian looks like or Esteban looks like, you can go to to Gio and Bellaguer on Twitter. No, uh, Gio and Jones on Twitter. Gio and Esteban. (laughs) Oh, no, we already already decided we were going to be Gio and Chocolato. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
4: (laughs) <laughs> Esteban Gustav Chacolato. <laughs> <see. Yeah>, <laughs> almost Spanish. Esteban
3: Gustav <laughs> Chacolato,
4: Chica, and one Dule.
0: One Dule. <laughs> it's a dish in the DR. Okay. Just go with it. I'm going with it. El All right. Bogush has an update, and we have to talk about (laughs) one of your friends who is in the news game. Already, man. Getting crushed for something that he might not have done yet. Thank you. What's going on, Bogish? Buenos dias, senores. Uh, Because
2: (laughs) we're the New York Yankees. GM Brian Cashman sent three prospects, including infielder Jorge Mateo to the A's for starter Sonny Gray. Before yesterday afternoon's non-waiver trade deadline, as manager Joe Girardi knows.
1: He's really good.
2: Gray is under contract mm. through 2019. He has pitched to a 1.37 ERA over his last six starts. He'll make his Yankee debut during their upcoming road trip, which begins Thursday in Cleveland. Last night, the Yanks dropped the Tigers in the Bronx 7-3 to remain a half game ahead of the Sox in the AL East. Boston beat Cleveland last night 6-2 after trading for Mets reliever Addison Reed. Houston Got only Jays lefty Francisco Liriano. GM
1: Jeff Lunnell wanted. Me. We had some that were um, close to and almost over the finish line, and at, at times I would have put him at ninety percent plus that we were going to get them done. Uh, but for, there's a lot of things, a lot of dynamics that happen with these deals, and for you know for reasons I can't really talk about, they didn't happen.
2: The Astros outscored the Rays last night, 14-7. Baltimore got by KC, 2-1. The Mariners, 6-4 winners in Texas. Robinson Cano, a tie-breaking two-run single top nine. Those Rangers dealing Hugh Darvish to the Dodgers for three prospects. And the Nats adding Twins reliever Brandon Kinsler then got a one nothing win in Miami. Gio Gonzalez, a no-hitter through eight. Then D Gordon let off the ninth
0: with a clean <laughs> single to center.
4: Why you keep looking over and laughing
0: no. at me, man? No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm thinking of other scenarios in which you would fit. And one is <laughs> one is David Ortiz's entourage. You know, ah. like someone who'd be hanging out with David Ortiz at a mm. bar. You
2: know, right be- yeah. Right
0: behind him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You could
2: be, what do they call them? Uh, buscarones? The guys that find <laughs> the, the prospects in the Dominican? Buscondos.
3: <laughs> That's
2: what it is. And then, then rob them of their money? Yeah. 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 Right. I, you said that earlier, yeah. <laughs> but I could see you in some kind of bar. With a GM. You got to have
0: like a hat though. <laughs> yeah, like one yeah, of those like. A skew. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, with, with a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You want Jorge Mateo? You That's gotta funny go you mentioned that.
4: We're going to start an academy on, on the north side of the island. Are you? Uh, yeah, baseball you, academy. You really want? you really yes. going to do this? You're just going to start. Who is we? Me and a former Major League Baseball player. Esteban De La <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> 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 that would be you. That would be you if you spoke Spanish
1: <laughs>
0: or Spanglish. <laughs> what? What form? How does this just? How do you just stuff casually, just happens. How do you just casually say that? I'm like casually saying it. I'm just, like it's. It's our lives. I've be told more you different. about that. Like I, I, I went, told you that. No, a you did No, yes. you didn't. I don't remember that. Like wow. I would casually say, "Hey, I'm watching Ozark on Netflix." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm starting a yeah. Dominican baseball academy with a former major leaguer, just like that. Yeah. Who? Not telling you. Whose money is it?
2: Is it his money? It's both. Is it more his than yours? Yes. Okay. Good.
0: Why? I'm nervous for you. Why are you nervous? I don't,
2: I don't want you to be I, it,
0: no, I was gonna do this uh, a few years <laughs> back. Bogus well, is asking that because he's trying to figure out how the hell you have all the capital to be doing all the stuff you're doing. I don't well, take a ton of what capital.
2: can we get out of you yeah. for our own projects? <laughs> <laughs> I need new siding on my house, your thoughts. You can put your name on it somewhere if you want. <laughs> okay. I just need
3: money.
0: <laughs> Why can't you tell us who it is? Because I don't want to. Okay, why don't you want? To? I don't name drop. All right, but I'm just—we're asking. We're well, not. We're
4: just. We're... <laughs> I actually—that's funny. I—I I, I was at a baseball game in in Santo Domingo. This is when I saw Bartolo Colon's fat ass pitching, and I was like, "Damn, Bartolo's still pitching!" And he's been pitching in the majors ever since I saw him in that Winter League game. But I—I I mentioned this to Moises Alou because I was in. Talks with another guy about building or starting a baseball academy on the north coast. Because all the major league baseball academies are are down by Santo Domingo and uh, what is it? San Pedro de Macariz. All of them are down there. Yeah. And nothing on the north coast. And I mentioned it to Moises Alouse. And Moises is like, well, I'm not coming all the way up to Puerto Plata. I'm like, well, okay. But, yeah, I've gone down this road before. And now I've entered in conversations with another guy. This happened... uh, Probably this past spring. Yeah, he and I are discussing doing that.
0: You know, Amy Lawrence builds churches in Haiti. Maybe she could build your Dominican baseball academy. No, that's
4: all right. No, we don't need none of that. Mm -mm. No. Can you tell me in the break at least if I want to? No problem. It's not a famous dude. He played, but he's not. So then
0: why are you protecting him? Because what's business matter? part of that. All right, fine. Between us. Between. Sammy Sosa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, 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 white Dominicans are involved in this bitch. Uh,
2: you got more stuff. Over I, there? I, I do, but I don't know how to move on from just. Oh, I'm going to start a baseball academy well, in the Dominican it's, it's, Republic. We're, we're,
4: We're in discussions. And like I said, I've gone down this road before. It didn't come to fruition. We went and looked at sites way back when. We had the trainer and all that who we were going to use. Matter of fact, I think he was in the Mets organization, the guy from way back when. Fired him. (laughs) Maybe that's why that one fell apart. Yeah, of course. That's why it fell apart right there. But yeah, good stuff
0: happening, dog. How to be a better man. On today's episode, we're going to build a baseball academy. (laughs) Come on down. Let's hop on a private jet.
2: All you need right. is
0: one former big league player friend, <laughs> one private jet, yeah. and one island. Half a million dollars. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, all right. This is how Thanks for joining us on um, Better Man. Bug the rules.
2: <laughs> did you ever want to
0: save people from a <laughs> disenfranchised country? Well, we've got an idea for you coming up next on Better Man. <laughs>
2: Oh, how about this?
0: <laughs> hey,
2: hey, Esteban has friends. Now. Yeah, okay. see. Go uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. The NBA is going to make some history this preseason. For the first time ever, teams will host squads from Australia's Pro League. The Jazz will entertain the Sydney Kings. Melbourne United plays in Oklahoma City. And the Suns will host the Brisbane Bullets. And All now right, Now I'm Bullish. done.
0: Thanks. We didn't get to Brian's friends, so we'll do that next. There's a story out there, a very close friend. I got another friend? Brian, No, no, it's the same friend. Uh, We just teased it and didn't get to it. So it's not another friend. We just were messing around with your Dominican Academy for too long. We have to take a break, and we'll do that story next. Has to do with the NFL. Keep it right here.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: It is Geo and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Sign up to be an O Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O Rewards members earn five dollars back for every hundred fifty points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free. It only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts better parts for the prices every day. Coming up in fifteen minutes, Bobby Valentine joins us, former manager of the Chibolate Marine in Japan. Mm. <laughs> it's my favorite job that he had. <laughs> He's going to talk some trade deadline. See, I'm going to get Bobby to partner
4: with us over in the DR, man, with this academy. He'll probably love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll have to ask him. Bobby's now a friend of the program. Yes, he is. He came into the studio to talk to us one day, and we're we're all about Bobby Valentine now. Some, some good stories off the record. That's right. Yeah. I do remember those mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. One particular pitcher. <laughs> I think we need to stop right there. Yeah, stop right there. Stop right there. All right, so Brian Jones has a friend in Anthony Lynn who is the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. He is also a friend of the show and is sat in the same chair as Bobby Valentine has. And uh, reportedly, uh, Alex Marvez of the Sporting News has been covering football for a long time, citing two sources. He reported that Lynn was, quote, insisting that Rivers, meaning Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, participate in the team's first training camp session at the StubHub Center, and because they had to be there, that means that they would have missed or will miss the induction, the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony Saturday of former teammate LaDanian Tomlinson. Now, Anthony Lynn has come out and said, no, I'm not insisting on it. Yeah. I've talked to Philip Rivers. I've talked to Antonio Gates. I even talked to LaDanian Tomlinson. And we're going to make the best decision for everybody involved. So from your standpoint, if you're Anthony Lynn, do you let these guys go to this ceremony or do you hold them back because it's the first practice? I
4: I think uh, Anthony Lynn is going to allow them to make the decision. These are two vets. Anthony played in this league, and he understands the importance and significance of making it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, And and so these were teammates of, of Thomas, I think uh, Rivers for seven years or, or six, and Gates for for seven, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I think he will leave it up to those vets, and he will allow them that leeway uh, to decide you want to go, or you don't want to go. You're right; it's the inaugural practice at the new Up Center, but there are going to be more practices there, and 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 so if they feel the need, those two to go. I'd let them go. I wouldn't stand in the way of that. That, No way in hell am I going to do that. That was a teammate they want to celebrate. They know how difficult it is uh, to get in that hall. Uh, And and so
0: let them make that decision on their own. It would not be a good decision to keep them back against their will. That's for sure. Because I think that's a great way to get off on the wrong foot. I'm in agreement. Because if you start messing with the respected veterans in that room, not that you want the inmates running the asylum, but if you start messing with the respected veterans in that room, then everybody's going to turn on yeah. you. So you're a new coach. It's a new place. You want to make sure that you use the instability of the organization as a adhesive for everybody in that locker room, and you don't want to create more uncertainty than there already is. So he's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. And I do think that this will end with the right decision made. Last year during Jim Rome's smack off, <laughs> one caller and I'm not familiar with the callers. I know one the guy one was left in Laguna, I believe, and I don't know if this is the person we're going to hear if it's left or not. But I'm not familiar with the guy's name. So it's just callers who call up the Jim Rome show to do the the smack off. So last year, one guy used Rich Ackerman as a uh, the update anchor here at CBS Sports Radio. He's on Rome Show all the time. Used Rich Ackerman in part of his smack-off. Like Rich read an update making fun of another caller, right? So Ackerman, and that guy ended up winning because he incorporated Ackerman and the creativity, and Ackerman became smackerman. He was part of the Rome cult, and I am say that in a nice way, yeah. you know. Not, the, not the David Koresh way. The yeah. clones. He yeah. was, he was right. He was, he's part of all of that. He could not stop talking about this. How happy he was that this guy included him. How much Rome loves him. So here's another issue. I'm going to ask you: Is this karma that he was gloating about this? Because this year, <laughs> that caller who Ack made fun of last year. Well, he got his revenge.
1: Trent Dilfer threw exactly one dime in his entire NFL career, and it was by accident. Dilfer's dimes, that's like if you had a segment on your radio show called Rich Ackerman's Awesome Radio Highlights. That's right, Ackerman. You are entering a world of pain, my friend. Jim, how dare Rich Ackerman come on here last year and try to clown me? Rich, dude, you read 30 seconds of radio highlights twice an hour. You work 1 minute every hour on the radio, Rich. How much does that pay? Even if it pays 500 bucks an hour, you're still only bringing home like 50 bucks a week. Jim, seriously, how is Ackerman still employed? He's like that fat, ugly, red-headed guy Milton from the movie Office Space, where, you know, CBS meant to fire him 10 years ago, but through some glitch in the system, he keeps getting his $50 paycheck every week. I was I was told I would be able to read 30 seconds of sports highlights twice a day, or I'm going to set the building on fire. Yeah, Rich, hopefully someone at CBS is listening right now and goes ahead and fixes the glitch. I'm not sure, Jim. Maybe Ackerman's super wealthy. Maybe he's like a trust fund baby. Maybe Rich and his wife are like that couple on House Hunters you're always talking about that comes out of nowhere with that crazy budget. Um, yeah, my husband, Rich, reads 30 seconds of sports radio highlights twice an hour, and I steal all the recycling out of our neighbor's trash cans before the city trash trucks come by and pick it up. Our all-in budget is $4 million, and we would just love to have room for two swimming pools. <laughs> wow! Yep. Damn!
0: Now, is that karma? Damn, the act was all personal when he went after this dude? Not like that, but he definitely used his voice and his update stuff and, and helped out another guy to take down that dude last year. I mean, it didn't go that far, I don't think, what Axe said, but... Mm. Now, do, Ayo, we, man. do we know Rich Ackerman's reaction to this? Did he take it in stride? Does anybody know if he has resurfaced since <laughs> R. this? All ha- right, Chief. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you win this round. <laughs> well, it didn't seem anywhere bitter in the newsroom. Okay, up, but I, we didn't really ask
0: because something like that would crush him forever. He wouldn't. I remember there was a time I took a picture of his tight sweatpants and put it up on Twitter because <laughs> he looked ridiculous. He didn't talk to me for two months. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was six months. Yeah, it probably so was six months. Hey, yeah. man,
4: why are you going to disparage House Hunters, man? That's one of my favorite shows, dude. Come on. <laughs> <And> that <laughs> is t- a trip. Like, I budgeted $2 million. Damn. I'm no, like, you make $2 million. <laughs> You know what's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Ack yeah. does the Saturday football stuff. Ack works a ton. Come right. on. It, what is ironic about all <laughs> that is the guy is assuming Ack has a wife. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, like he might have been on three dates in his whole life.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. that's
0: all you got. I mean, <laughs> Regis Philbin put on a campaign on national television to get this man a girlfriend. Yeah. And it didn't work. Nope. A full-on week-long campaign on national television to an audience that is 95% women. And he still couldn't get a girlfriend out of that. <laughs> Richard, his <Yeah>. wife. His <laughs> what? His what? <laughs> if that guy knew that. <laughs> oh, he would have really been. He should have. He should have done a little more research on Ackerman. He would have <laughs> had a lot more ammo on him. I mean, there's so many different ways you can go.
3: <laughs> I
4: hope my boy took it in stride. Come on, act like oh, yeah, that Yeah, I'm job. sure. Well, yeah. he's you know, Yeah.
0: acts really a uh, someone who is just water off a duck's back. Him. Of course, doesn't yeah. matter, right? Mm. Yeah, you could say anything to him. You could move stuff on his desk. You could, could shake his hand, right? All that yeah. stuff, you no don't have problem. To
4: bump elbows, yeah. <clears throat> that was damn good. <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah, we act. You still our like, boys like Kyrie laughing at Steph Curry doing the the mean mugging LeBron deal. Yeah.
0: Coming up next. Bobby Valentine joins us to talk about that MLB trade deadline. It is G. Owen Jones. Keep it right here, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You send my world on.